they wanted to party and raise some hell. And they did. Night of the Demons. Where are you going? But it's just begun. Eventually, I don't remember if it's What's here. This... The New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He's uh, out on the when they get, chase her out to the balcony, uh-huh. and then uh, he's fighting the demons that are after her, and and then he goes over the parapet. Okay. That's where he oh. Gets his own gravestone. That's right. Because his last name's Romero. And his first name's Sal, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to watch this. <clears throat> hey, happy anniversary, guys. We're two. We're two? Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're two. We have been for two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh. Yeah. So, uh... Did I say anything rude? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, good. Uh, parapet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <God>. shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll bleep that out. You should bleep it out and just make people wonder what we were saying. And then he goes over the... Kelly Clarkson. Bleep. <laughs> he goes over the... Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> All right. Listeners, welcome to... What is this? 103? I believe so. Episode yeah. 103. This is the two-year anniversary of Chewing the or Scenery. this is 102. I don't remember. I think it's 103. Pretty sure. <laughs> I could check by looking at my phone. You know what? I should check. Don't. It'll make uh, that clicking noise. You're right. Plus, it makes us sound more polished. It does, like doesn't it? Like we care or know what we're doing. <laughs> That's true. So welcome to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is show one over something or another, and uh, it's our two-year anniversary either way. It's October. It? It's cold at night. It's almost time to turn the heat on in the studio. It is. Yeah. I'm wearing my coat. It doesn't make the sound that the air conditioner does, so we can have heat in here i just don't know where i put that heater it's i think it's out in the garage but in any event uh we're here we're going to talk about some movies we are watching a movie a day two of us at least are watching a movie a day for all of uh all of october october hopefully yeah i've made it so far 
And, so I've uh, watched five movies. Well done. Me too. Um, yeah. Five new movies. Yeah. One of which was not Night of the Demons. Yes. Well, you've seen bits and pieces of it now. Now I've seen the good bits. So, um, yeah, full disclosure, listeners, Will had some confusion as to which movie we were watching. I thought we were watching The Mummy. I thought we were going to live watch it. We're going to watch that middle tooth mummy next week. I'm going to talk into the glass more, but I thought we were going to watch that. <laughs> uh, before I forget to say this, I think I forgot last episode. The Moon Rays. Thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us <coughs> intro creature features at the top of the show. And for last week, thank you for last week, Moon Rays. We do appreciate it. Um, you can buy the music on Amazon or iTunes digitally or um, maybe find and a CD. Find them in a CD shop. Yeah. A that CD, are everywhere. A CD shop. <laughs> a CD shop. Not a nice one, just a real CD place. Yeah. Long on your Halloween party mix. Yeah. There's a, they have a lot of great Halloween music. In fact, and that's... some good Christmas tunes, too. <laughs> sure. Um, other than that, uh, we want to say that we will spoil the featured attraction movies we talk about. And oh, maybe... please don't. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, I didn't watch tonight's film. Now you get to see what our listeners go through. <laughs> oh. So, uh, please comment on it any, anyway. Oh, I most certainly will. I've seen bits. Mm-hmm. You've seen all the good bits. <laughs> I've seen the good bits. I saw the flaming hands and some weird boobs. Mm-hmm. And then the dancing part. with And the, the dancing part, which was pretty good. Yeah. You got... And the tongue biting off scene which yeah. was good too yeah so those are some favorite moments yeah we didn't see the <laughs> part I'll bleep, I'll, I'll bleep, please I'll bleep, bleep that out um I hear anybody going over the if you haven't guessed already we're not professional critics <laughs> surprise or professional podcasters no nobody pays us anything to do this so you are getting your money's worth listeners this yes. is free and it'll worth it it'll <laughs> <laughs> That's Dana Gould's line. I know. But but we dig him. We've met him. He owns some of my art. It's framed in his studio, by the way. Uh, so it's not like we can't reference him once in a while. Yeah. Dana Gould's awesome. Tales only, of Halloween. He only does yeah, one yeah. podcast. Something, something. Month. Uh, every, six weeks. It's about every six or so weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> so. He, he did say he would have his Halloween episode out before halloween sure yeah you believe him right i'm waiting to hear it for <laughs> christmas <laughs> well i'll be hanging on to halloween feelings at christmas time sure i always do um you watch a good ghost story on christmas there's plenty of santa horror yeah, yeah. There, there is in fact johnny mathis who is the least horror guy you know um sings that song where he, he says something about scary ghost stories and Something, something, something. Santa's grave, I think. <laughs> something about Santa's grave, which they found in Turkey this week. <laughs> I love that idea for a story. We come up with a lot of good story ideas on the show. Don't ever disturb Santa's grave. That's true. Um. So, what have you watched since we did this, Will? All right. I've five movies. Five movies. What are they? I started off with something on Comet uh, called Legacy of Blood, which is 70s-rific. Uh, uh, oh, what is... John Carradine plays a, uh, a 
the patriarch of a f- supremely fucked up family <laughs> and he dies and leaves the uh his millions to the family whoever is alive at the end of the week because he knows they're so terrible that they'll end up killing each other Mm -hmm. and they do and then he turns up live at the end and then the maid and the handyman the butler kill them wow it's pretty out there it was very 70s i like that i liked how messed up the family was they didn't disappoint. There was some incest going on in the family. Some whipping. Yeah. Some manservant writing. Um, wow, the usual, huh? Yeah. And cat hurling. Yeah. There was a cat hurling in there. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I saw it years ago. I couldn't remember it that well. Yeah, it's not very memorable. Um, then we watched uh, Five Dolls. Oh. Which is Bava film? Oh, which is a group of perhaps fucked up people <laughs> <laughs> on an island. Uh, they're trying to buy a formula from a scientist on the island, and then people start ending up dead. Hmm. Uh, very seventies, even more seventies, rific than Legacy yeah. of Blood. M- much better photographed. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We we loved it, so we watched another one the next night. We watched Bay of Blood, oh, which I didn't care for as much. Uh, it was pretty out there, but uh, Five Dolls like made no sense at all. It logic, <laughs> it had all the logic of a dream. It yeah. was just whereas Bay of Blood delivered on its promise of a Bay of Blood, and it was just people being murdered constantly in beautiful scenes (laughs) this is chain of yeah it's like the first person i mean it's a baba film somebody gets killed in the first 10 minutes no two people get killed in the first 10 minutes like wow one right after another Mm. one kills one and then is killed himself um uh i didn't care for it as much i didn't find the story even though the story made no sense in five dolls uh I was more engaged in it. I, I liked uh, Bear Blood better when I went back to it because you get that it's like a black joke. Oh, it totally is. And, it's a total you, black joke. You see yeah, it from the start that way and yeah, no, I told I like it that way. Yeah, I just felt like the maybe the people and the story trying to gather a story from Five mm. Dolls was more interesting yeah, than. Yeah. Bay of Blood, and then we watched something called The New Daughter, starring uh, Kevin Costner. Huh. Came what? out in two thousand nine. No, I heard of that. Never heard of it. Mm. Um, he and his kids, although we kept joking that um, he should be their grandfather, because mm-hmm. the kids were like maybe a f- 12, 14 year old girl and a maybe seven year old boy, six or seven year old boy. And he's in his sixties, and he's easily 75 um and he wrinkles when he smiles everything wrinkles he looked like a pug yeah he looked horrifying (laughs) in hd but uh not a terrible film um i didn't write down the director i don't remember who it was but uh this was a horror film a horror film yeah they're all the idea horror films uh he moves his kids after his and i'm 
only mildly joking here when I call him call her his slut wife because that's what the daughter writes and we made a big joke of it the whole evening (laughs) that they basically he never says why his mom ran off or i mean his wife ran off why their mom ran off other than parenting is difficult when you're being a slut um (laughs) it gets in the way it gets in the way uh mom decided that being a party girl was a lot more fun than being a mom well, hopefully she's younger than him. So Kevin Costner moves his kids to South Carolina. There's an Indian burial mound in the backyard. We learn about people called mound walkers. Oh. Um, who are kind of like naked mole rat people, maybe termite people. Hmm. Um, and the daughter starts exhibiting strange deviant behavior and wearing darker clothes although she started out wearing black clothes so it wasn't like she changed a whole lot um it was all right it had some sort of creepy people i like the the uh mound walker people in Mm -hmm. the end their their little design was kind of neat i mean i wouldn't say it was anything better than a b grade horror film but it had some unnervingness to it, and, you know, we had a lot of fun making fun of Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. And his 75-year-old daddom. Oh, man. Who does he think he is, Tony Randall? Yeah. <clears throat> and then last night we watched something called The Alchemist Cookbook, huh. which was a basically a one-man horror film. Um, there's actually two characters in it, but... Uh, Made probably for $6,000 uh, in Michigan. Came out last year or the year before. Really interesting. A sad horror film, if that's mm-hmm. possible. Um, I think so. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I don't know that I'd recommend it to anyone. Basically, a guy is out in the woods messing with a book of alchemy while he loses his mind and unleashes some unknown horror. Um, sort of Lovecraftian, but... Sort of evil dead Tuian. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, it was that. Uh, it was interesting. I liked uh, it because it was one guy carrying an entire movie. And... Uh, you know, I'm a fan of low-budget things, mm-hmm. if they're done well, or even if they're not done well, you know. <laughs> well, i got to say, your wife is a saint for putting up with this. Uh, she picked Alchemist Cookbook and uh, and uh, Bay of Blood. New Daughter. Okay. Uh, Bay of Blood, we just picked whatever Bava came up on Shudder. I was going to ask you if it was on Shudder, because they have a lot of Bava. <clears throat> It shows a lot of Bava, but there's not they're not all on there. Oh. Because they're all for various uh streaming services. Oh, okay. So you think, Oh, it's on Shutter, oh great and then you click on it and it's like, Oh no, it's actually on Fandango. Yeah. Oh. And you can sign up. I I've, I've got one more if you want to see them. Okay. Yeah. You've got the whole Bava collection? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, awesome. So we were just picking out ones off of Netflix and Amazon, and we'll see what else we're going to watch. But that's the first five. Well, that's okay. awesome. Julian, what'd you do? What'd uh, you watch? Well, I've got a new project on the go, so I've not had that much time. 
Um, so apart from Night of the Demons, I saw a couple of movies. Um, Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. Sounds familiar. What is it? This is from 2013. I think it was actually filmed 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Stephen Summers. Okay. And um, this was a bomb. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's based on a Dean Arkunz. So it's based oh. on the first of the series of novels. Um, so Odd Thomas is uh, this guy in this uh, small town and you know desert town who um, uh, he can not only see dead people he can you know he tries to do something about it yeah um, <clears throat> good for him yes he's proactive but uh yeah he he can see these these creatures that live off of uh the final moments of people so he he can see who's going to die from these creatures that emerge <clears throat> and like crawl all over these people but they no one else can see them um and then and he realizes that there's a uh, there's a really bad person in town and something really bad's going to happen, so he's trying to stop it. With the aid of his his girlfriend, um, he's played by Addison Timlin, but he's played by Anton Yelchin. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's very good. And uh, Willem Dafoe is uh, the sheriff. Hmm. So uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So wait, does Willem Dafoe play a bad guy? No. No? No, he's playing as this nice sheriff. Okay. <laughs> and he's on his side, and you know, he, he knows this, this kid is useful because he has all these you know, psychic insights into ah. who to go after. And, um, but, uh, yeah. Those psychic insights never stand up in court. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of um, science that people don't understand what they're talking about is used in court. Well, yeah, there is a lot of bullshit used in court. Yeah, well, that's for sure. The science yeah. is, well, so-called science that doesn't have any actual, yeah, validity used in court. But um, yeah, uh, so this is like played as if like a quirky romantic movie. Um, huh. It's not. Pl- it's not good. Yeah, it's kind of wanting to be a cult movie. One of those. Mm. Um, and you're, this is not a director who trusts his audience to figure things out for themselves. You know, you're told what to think all the time. There's like a voiceover telling you, and oh dear lord, the music tells you, and everything. It's uh, the yeah. opposite of a bava, right? <laughs> um, I'm not know, even sure bava knows what he's thinking about his movies, but <laughs> the couple in this is uh, is adorable. But you're literally told that they're adorable. They're adorable. <laughs> oh man! Um, oh, it's got some great special effects in it and so on. But uh, and Anthony Elchin's really good. Um, and then uh, the one you mentioned last week, Bloodbath. Oh, okay. Um, with this. Yeah, with I, the artist. Right. So this is from '66. So I looked it up. So this is also known as Track of the Vampire. And oh, okay. um, it started out as this movie directed by Jack Hill. And then Roger Corman fired him and brought in Stephanie Rothman. Oh, okay. And she did some additional scenes with the, like, the sisters who mm-hmm. come into it and then disappear from it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And then it's also got uh, bits of a Yugoslavian vampire film in there. 
Okay, that's why it felt like there were at least two right. films so slapped like, together. <laughs> there's three, three films, films of that the, the footage is from, and then there's like at least three directors. Nice. But okay. uh, yeah, it's got some really cool images in it, and it, I, I love the the EC ending with the plaster. Yes, yeah, I like the plaster cool. ending. That was great. I know it's complete with the good lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like the sound. Uh, guy on this was Gary Kurtz who later produced the Star Wars films oh okay um, yeah I, I, I quite enjoyed it it was, it was yeah. good looking it was a good looking yeah it was a good looking B film from Z yeah. film I, I don't like it as much <clears throat> as Bucket of Blood it didn't have that kind of pace no. to it or, or comedy comedy to it no um, no it's not I wouldn't say it's uh, it's a hidden gem or anything no, no. it's not anything anyone needs to seek out right but yeah, it was I mean, kind of fun watching yeah, yeah. yeah. Got some good looking stuff in there um, yeah and then, so that was it and then Night of the Demons I'm looking forward to uh, the new uh, Thomas Alfredson one is out on the 20th which uh, one is that he, he did uh, Let the Right One In mm. oh okay but, uh, his new movie is The Snowman Hmm. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Um, I didn't know that was the same director. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So he did Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. Right. Let the right one in. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I'll probably go and see that. Well, the snowman, the the previews look really interesting. <laughs> that's a remake of the Jack Frost movies, right? You know. The killer snowman. Yeah. What's the difference, right? <laughs> Have you seen those? Yeah. Uh, I think I saw part of one or two of them. Mm. Yeah, they're hard to watch. They're bad. All right. Did we cover yours? Yeah, I've got this like new comics project started. So uh, um, Gumby issue three just came out this week as well. Yeah. Isn't um, another Gumby? Yeah. So uh, the first story, he, he gets lured into the world of punk rock. Yeah, I saw, I saw the, some uh, pictures you've posted right. of it. It looks good. Uh, so lots of punk rock yeah. jokes hidden in the posters and things. Um, but yeah, I'm doing this new series with a couple of guys involving like mythology and oh neat. Um, you know, gods disguised as humans. Mm. But it, it's very um, the writer is very into Rod Serling. It's very kind of oh. subtly. You know, it's not a spectacular gods walk the earth type thing. It's like they're trying to. They're, They've kind of blended in, and the, ah. um, but anyway, it's it'd a, be great if they were like serious. nine feet tall, though, and clearly gods, <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to blend in. You know, maybe they wore masks that were like people masks. <laughs> yeah, or just maybe a a pair of glasses, <laughs> but it's clearly Zeus. He's got the big right. beard and the lightning <laughs> and cloud around his feet all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's nine feet tall. He's eating ambrosia. <laughs> so what did you see, Richard? Well, I watched Nosferatu. Which one? 1922. Mm. Um, or as Blue Oyster Cult would say, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Is that because uh, that's easier to rhyme than Nosferatu? Probably. <laughs> uh, I would have to listen to the song again. Maybe I'm exaggerating how badly they pronounce it, but... Uh, yeah, well, if if I if I can deal with finding it, I'll... maybe we're pronouncing Nosferatu wrong. Oh man, 
man. Maybe it is Nosfera too. It's an upside down world if that's the case, man. I don't know. Is it karaoke or karaoke? <laughs> well, depends on uh, how close to the Midwest you are. Yeah, in Japan it's karaoke. Yes. Uh, so, 1922. I remember there was a point in time where I went, hey, you know what? This is probably like an hour or less than an hour long. No, it's a, it's like in 90 plus minutes. I believe that it used to be a shorter cut. Well, because they, they didn't find as complete a version of it. And, uh, yeah. The, but the Because when I first rented this, this thing was like 64 minutes long. Right. And now it's like 90 minutes long. Yeah, they found more footage. I think is all that comes down to. Because the, um, the version that was available back in the, I want to say, early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s, was, was a shorter one. And, yeah, uh, it had frantic violin music for the whole thing. Oh, man. And it was both faster. Uh, like, it was way over-cranked. Uh, when I first watched this film, it was, like, goofy, over, yeah, over-cranked. Yeah, they, they, what they need to do with this kind of stuff is figure out, like, uh, well, whichever software they use, they just need to figure out, like, how to make it all a normal That's all the, all the new cuts <clears throat> I've seen. It's at, like, a proper frame rate. Yeah. yeah and it uh, looks spectacular. Yeah, people had to hand crank the cameras back then, so oh, yeah, it was there, always there, wrong. There's no set FPS or screen ratio or anything. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. People and, did whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah, now that it's all properly tinted again and everything. Yeah. Not uh, black and white, fuzzy, right. awful black and white. Yeah. So, it, yeah, they... It looked like it was filmed through a stocking or maybe some soup. <laughs> right. Have you seen Vampire, where they, they did film it through gauze? Oh, did to they? Give it kind of a dreamy effect. Oh, I, I don't remember that I don't know what they used, effect. if it was actually a stocking or not, but... It probably was. Yeah, really Just Vaseline right on good. this lens straight on the lens just brush it on there uh so of course that was great mm-hmm. um you know the the new version of it that you can watch is it's in great condition for how old it is and uh as you said the frame rate's now normal and the music isn't crazy and frantic yeah so uh it looks great i enjoyed it you know for a silent film i know a lot of people can't hang with that but uh, you should sure try uh, let's see. Death yeah. Note. That's got some of the best horror images ever. Yeah. Like, it's still right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could argue it's the best Dracula movie. It is. Right. Yeah, it was an unauthorized uh, adaptation of Dracula. Hmm. I don't know if the title cards are, if they're really supposed to say what they're saying. Um, if those were added in for... Uh, for the American run of the movie, or if they were added in for this version of it that's been restored. But a lot of the stuff is like straight up using the characters' names from Dracula. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if they were supposed to be or not. Well, that's where they got caught out on the copyright because on the poster it said it was an adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, it's it says as much. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember if if it uh, if the characters were supposed to have the same names or not. Hmm. You know. Parker and uh, other than Orlock, I don't think so. Huh. I think they just changed Count Dracula's name to Count Orlock. Yeah. But the rest of them, they may have left them the same. I think they did. In any event, um, I watched Death Note on Netflix, which um, the demon in that is voiced by Willem Dafoe. 
So wait, but he's playing a good guy this time, right? <clears throat> yeah, he's a good demon. You know, <laughs> he does important stuff that you want him to do. This is it's, the Netflix take on the series. Uh, well, Death Note is an original, from my understanding, and um, it's about a high school kid who's a little troubled and he's a little picked on, and he yeah, finds, and he has a book. Yeah, yeah, it's a Japanese series. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Oh, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, we, been ta- out. we talked about this. We talked a couple about weeks this. Ago. Did yeah, we? It's been out for yeah, I saw it. a long time. Okay, I completely it's blanked that out. From the director of the recent Blair Witch. Yes, he's doing uh, King Kong vs Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, you did talk about that. That that jars my memory. <laughs> yeah, it's like this big franchise in Japan. Yeah. So it started as a manga and there's anime and movies. Oh, okay. I remember you saying uh, that. I didn't remember it being Gene movies. Gene Simmons' kid ripped off a whole bunch of Death Note and tried to pass it off as his own graphic novel. Really? Yeah. Nick was, Simmons? Nick Simmons. This was, uh, oh, it's maybe been eight or nine years ago now yeah i remember the but he yeah he got all sorts of like high praise at first mm. and then somebody pointed out like he's just ripped off death note <laughs> and he's not even changing it yeah wow it was like a really blatant plagiarism case oh wow. i don't know what happened with it because he was gene simmons kid i've not heard from him since yeah they, they put disappeared him in a hole somewhere <laughs> i'm sure gene simmons sued everybody or paid them off or something yeah he sued everybody who looked at him cross-eyed yeah so you guys know about death note no no need to go what did you think of the film well i had a little trouble with the pacing on it um this was a series or no it's a a, film it's a one and done one and done um 90 minute film (laughs) yeah it could have been 100 minutes i don't know I but, don't know. They're losing 10 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes or nothing. <laughs> right. You're not getting 100. It's You're 90. not getting 100 unless it's some sort of epic. Right. Where are we? Lawrence of Arabia here? Yeah. 100 minutes. That's right. all you get. So I thought that, you know, the, the pacing was a little a little uneven. I could be wrong on that. I, I'm, I'm not going to watch it again, I don't think. But, uh, <laughs> that but, kind of says it. But the scope of it gets too big too quick when finally it's like oh we could use this thing to do this and it just goes to like worldwide proportions like mm. it goes from like let's let's get this bad person to punch himself in the face or whatever to like let's make this horrible huge thing occur and it, it's like now that you it's too big i imagine it, that was built up over the series probably much more gradually gradually yeah, yeah. So that being said, um, it's like, you know, a mummy movie should just be like we said. Mummies wandering around, occasionally strangling somebody. Not trying to take over the whole universe, the whole world. It's not important for a mummy to do that. You know, maybe they could make some... I don't know. You're <laughs> aiming too low for the mummies. <laughs> I don't know. Shambling and strangling. That's all Shambling and strangling. What about the curses? Sure, but you know, how do they enforce them? They shamble over and strangle you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what else are they gonna make you do? Like suffocate on something? Maybe a scarab crawls around, and I don't know. Mummies. <laughs> Mummy, always with the shambling and the strangling. <laughs> yeah, you're not like werewolves. Werewolves are exciting. There's a it's snapping, the biting, and the snapping. <laughs> yeah. Snarling, the snarling, and the jumping. No shambling, <laughs> right? You ever see a shambling Just staggering. werewolf? Staggering, yeah. 
So uh, the similars. Do you know about this one? No. Oh, that, sounds yeah. familiar. Did you talk about this on the no, show? No, no, and no, I forgot. No, no, no. Yeah, I not talked about it. this last week. <laughs> right. We both talked about it. It was like you're, you're just forty-five taking, minutes of the show. You're just taking the bit <laughs> now. Like I was spacing out. <clears throat> so the similars is a um, it's a movie from Mexico. It's an independent film. Is this on Netflix? Yes. It okay. take, takes place in a bus station. Okay. Um, I think it's set in 68. And it does convincingly look like an old bus station. And the characters are dressed like they should be dressed. Um, there is something that gradually starts to happen over the course of this thing that's kind of like a curse. Um, it feels like it borrows from that, that uh, Twilight Zone story where the little boy makes everyone do his bidding hmm. or he'll magically make things happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, disappear them into a cornfield or make their mouth go away or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Billy I forget. Moomy. Yeah. It was Billy Moomy, but I forget what the episode was called. Um, um, <clears throat> the twist is a 10 year old monster. I right. <laughs> they should have named him with the twist right up front. Right. Uh, so this movie uh, has a lot in common with that story, but there's a there's a hilarious visual that starts to happen gradually with this that I don't want to ruin for you. Will. Okay, I, I want you to watch this I because watch this. it's it's essentially black and white. There's a little tint to it uh, that that starts to happen and then go away and then it happens again. But um, for the most part, it's it looks black and white, and it's really interesting and it's it's really different. Um, I got to say, I enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect and I wasn't expecting it to be. What's great is at one point in time, they mention uh, they mentioned that somebody who's going to be driving up to the bus station drives a green Valiant. And when that car finally appears, um, it's a 64, like that grill that's hanging up on our wall here, uh, which is the same car that American Mary drives. This is 64 Plymouth Valiant. Oh. So I don't know. Is that the new horror car? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it is for the for the next generation of directors. But uh, yeah, I used to have one, and I may have one again at some point in time. That would you be never appropriate. Know when they'll turn up. Yeah, it could just come crashing through the wall. Who knows? So I watched the Similars. I did enjoy it. I do recommend people have a look at it. Um, available on Netflix. Uh, Mad Monster Party? Question mark. I never noticed that it had a question mark at the end. Mad Monster Party? Not sure. Watch and find out. All right. You don't care for Rankin Bass. I get this, Will. I understand. But if you do or you don't, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Made for television. 46, 48 minutes allows time for commercials for this to be an hour of television. And it works. You don't get bored if you're a kid. If you're an adult, you you're can follow. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are. Um, I can still watch this thing. I know every beat of what's going on. I know everything that's going to happen. And it doesn't bother me to watch it again. It moves along nicely. The characters are just so annoying, but not so much that you can't watch it. And then the musical numbers are, you know, adorable on whatever level fine you love it or you don't or maybe you're halfway in between but you have to admit 
The thing moves along nicely for being an hour of television. Mad Monster Party is like 93 fucking minutes long. Jesus. And I don't know, and I should probably have done a little research on this, but I don't know if this was supposed to be like a theatrical release. Um, but 90 minutes, what are they going to do, a two-hour special? Because mm. you'd have to make it two hours to fit it on, you know, to make it work for television. All I could think when I'm watching this thing is this is 93 minutes long or whatever. Um, it's over 90 minutes. I'm thinking Will would want to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> He'd want to cut this thing down to 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. Which it needs to. Someone needs to do a cut on this mm-hmm. thing. Um, there's like all these long bullshit scenes on this boat of people going to the island where um, the Boris the Karloff. monster party is going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Question mark. Well, um, maybe it's the mad part that they're questioning. Yeah. Like the monster party is going to take place. Uh, okay. Everybody is... knows that. But will it be a mad monster party? <laughs> Question. Yes. Well, watch and find out. And then this um, this nephew character, Felix, is like this kind of half-assed Jimmy Stewart sounding. I don't know if you caught that, Jolien. You've, you've seen this. I've seen it once a while ago. And yeah, yeah same same as you. I felt it went just it was just too long. And yeah. I'm you know, not bothered seeing it again. Yeah, I don't know if there's any 10 or 15 minutes of it you could watch and say, wow, you know, that's the part they should cut. I think it's five minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes. Yeah, most things, yeah. Yeah, it's not just like, oh, there's this whole part they could just remove. But um, yeah, uh, I even made the note here. This could be cut to make to make an hour of TV. Oh, another musical number. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, Phyllis Diller does the voice of, of the, the monster's bride. So that's cool. Boris Karloff does the voice of the doctor. Um, but yeah, it's not it's, the monster. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not the monster, which so is great. In the end, is it mad? <laughs> I think it's kind of not. Or is it sad? Um, the sad part is Dracula is a scheming asshole and he wants to take over the, um, control of the universe. Cube. The universe, basically. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be con- in control Isn't of all the monsters. Isn't that always his case? Well. His, his army of mummies. Yeah. Well, there is an army of uh, ghoul bellhops and then a band that's all skeletons. And that shit looks cool. Like, this is some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. This would be fine, like, if you weren't trying to sit through it and watch it. You put on some music you want to hear and yeah, put this yeah. on a big screen and let it run. Because mm-hmm. there's probably... It doesn't if look bad. If it's soundless, you can pretty much ignore it, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you could... Put some, you can turn your face away from it. Turn it back toward much it. Much more easily. And you could maybe convince yourself that what's going on on the screen is super awesome. Maybe. Because it With looks cool. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything. Um, is it possible for people to be attracted to puppets? <laughs> Because there's a red-headed puppet with oh. giant boobs in this. I think you, you should try the internet. <laughs> yeah. Rule 34 of the internet. I'm sure there's plenty of puppet people out there. So were you attracted to a puppet? I found her attractive. I won't say okay. I was personally attracted to her, but I could see where... Man, that puppet's stacked. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that puppet naked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, we'll pull a picture of this up, and we have this device here. Like while while we're talking about Night of the Demons for a moment, um, so my other movie was Night of the Demons, 
And that was uh, um, really, for me, very entertaining because I've never seen it before. Okay. I've seen bits and pieces of it on cable, and it's like, yeah, this looks like an 80s movie, whenever. Oh, it's so 80s. Yeah. So 88. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, I was going to say that looked like it was 1987, maybe yeah. 1988. Yeah, it's 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 pretty easy to spot. I had the same hairdo as the fat guy who got his tongue bit off. <laughs> oh, did you? In 1988, I believe so. I think well, we were all required the shape by side. Law. Yeah, it was the required yeah. hairdo. Uh-huh. Oh. It was not dyed, but I had the same hairdo. Yeah. It was it was pretty stunning. Um you did miss the part where he's wearing the pig nose for the first third of the movie, which was really oh. appropriate for him because he was obnoxious. Um, let's see. Uh, let's just put in Mad Monster Party and then image Question search. Question mark? <laughs> no, it'll, it'll know. You don't have to put a punctuation in. It's the internet. Yeah. There we go. Mad Monster Party. Um, no, I, I think don't I've watch... seen this thing. Phyllis Diller bit sounds familiar. Yeah. And so does the Jimmy Stewart thing. You're not thinking of Phyllis Diller Driller Killer? <laughs> no. Okay. Just checking. I mean, one of the rare times that I'm not. Let's see if we can find a picture of uh, Francesca. Francesca nude. We'll try, we'll, we'll, no! We'll... <laughs> 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 well, here you go. Oh, okay. You understand sure. now? So, I understand she now. Like she, she's, she's an attractive oh, puppet. Okay. She looks like uh, Annette Furicello or something. She kind of does. Um, she reminds me of the the woman in um, Mad Men. Joan? Yeah. Yeah, look, there's a better, there's a more of a side view. Oh, I can see the resemblance now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got that kind of Tim Burton. Yeah. If Tim Burton knew how to model boobs. <laughs> so, yeah, Mad Monster Party. With the nude puppets. With the nude puppets. All new. That's nude mad, scene. Mad monster orgy? <laughs> Question mark? All right, so Night of the Demons. Jolien, when's the first time you saw this thing? I don't know. It wasn't that long ago, but I'd already forgotten that I'd seen it before. And then we started watching it again. Like, we had this dreadful feeling we'd seen it. Oh, I know this piece of shit. <laughs> I've seen this. Oh, so it's not the hardest thing in the world to watch, but uh, yeah, it's. Could you turn the sound off and maybe? This just... gets lots of recommendations as a Halloween party movie, which I can un understand because it's got those bits in it. Where right. You'd, you'd watch it, but the, like, the rest of it, you can the... just let it be on in the background and. Yeah. Yeah. So good for parties. So here again, talking about throwing a Halloween party. All you really need to do is have good music and then the free booze. And this thing could be on on a screen somewhere yep, yep. with the good music over it. Have a good playlist. That's mm -hmm. that's what you need to know. Change all your lighting. Change your lighting to where it's not your normal friggin' house. Sync up the Bauhaus to the yeah. movie. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about her. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, in fact, since Will has seen that scene, um, there's some interesting notes here that I have about uh, that particular actress who's also a dancer so we better uh fill with on the uh, premise of it yeah okay so the premise of the movie do you want to do you want to do this you probably have more concise. is it a night of the demons 
It turns out to be one. Okay. Is that probably the premise there? <laughs> yeah. The title says what the movie does for mm-hmm. the most part. It gives you a night. One yeah. night. Of the demons. It is of demons. There are demons through, throughout right. this whole night. And it's Halloween night. It is Halloween night. So a bunch of kids who look like they've all graduated from school a while ago. Mm-hmm. Are they supposed to be high schoolers? Yeah. The usual. Oh, geez. Uh, so they go to this, uh, is it Hull House? Hull, H-U-L-L, is yeah. what I heard. I don't know if so that's anyway, what they're saying. So anyway, this is like uh, some house where, where some evil has been sealed away in it since, you know, and it was an evil place even before it was an Indian burial ground. And um, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's like a, the border of the house is this huge wall and underneath the wall is a stream and like, the evil spirits aren't uh, supposed to not be able to cross running water. You know, it's oh, like, okay. Like the vampire myth. So it's completely encircled by an underground stream, yet there's a foundation on top of that stream. Yeah. So so basically what happens is they, they go to have a party at this place, and then they will get trapped in it, and then and uh, then they, they you know, some get possessed. and Some are killed. And they turn on each other, and, yeah, cool. and some of them are straight up killed. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, oh, speaking of that, that um, 64 Plymouth Valiant, it, it's its um, sister car would be the Dodge Dart, because both brands are owned by Chrysler. Uh, the Pignose oh. guy has like a 63 or 64 Dart. I couldn't get a good enough look at it to tell you if it was a 63 or 64, but again, with the old cars in the horror movies. Yeah, a Dart or a Valiant, that's the way to go, man, Mopar. Uh, so this being um, your typical movie, there was a little brother trying to see his sister's boobs. Why is that? I don't know. Is that just a movie thing? I don't have any sisters. But he, he makes lots of remarks about them. He does, doesn't he? In order to mortify the boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she has a gentleman suitor who's showing up to take her supposedly to the school dance. And uh, the acting is so bad, like throughout all of this, it's, it does sound like a, like a middle school play. The way every everything's memorized. These, these people, they're, they're like this uh, mixed group of people. You, I can't see these people getting on at all in real life. Yeah, no, and, they wouldn't. And uh, and these characters don't like each other. So like, where's my sympathy in this movie? Yeah, they're not particularly likable, and, and they don't like each other. And like what you're saying about the. Uh, acting and the because of this mix and the acting level and the fact that there's like a supposedly funny fat guy uh they feel like a bunch of people who were born too early to be in power rangers and found themselves in this movie mm, yeah that sounds right uh, uh, yeah the, the obnoxious fat guy is just mean he's not even yeah. like he's not even fun He's just a dick. <laughs> and he keeps calling the girls bitch. Yeah. So he's his own girlfriend. Yeah. Pushing her around. It's like, what, what the hell? She seems okay. Well, as as Will got to see, he gets his... Is it his lips or his tongue? She spits something. I don't know. I thought it, she bit his tongue off. Yeah. Well, either way, I think she got some of his... Yeah, she, she, I think she tore up his whole mouth. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that 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 felt all right. Yeah, he gets zombified. Now, if uh, 
if she had done some sassy thing where she snapped his pig nose back onto his face and then <laughs> bit his lips off, mm-hmm. that would have been a more horrifying visual. You got the horror of, of like a guy with a pig nose and a bloody mouth and that horrible, horrifying mullet. And hot dogs are made of lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. And tongues and assholes. He's an asshole. <laughs> and he got his lips and tongue. <laughs> See, I don't even need to watch the movie. So, so, so the Italian kid from New York would be like, hey, someone's going to make a hot dog. Look at this over here. <laughs> God, he was so stereotypical. But it's like, uh, as soon as this movie starts, you get that chintzy synth. Oh yeah, and my heart mm. just sinks, and and then the, like the credits go on for three minutes. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that that movies no longer have the long opening credits. Yeah, so it's like animated thing, animated airbrush illustrations. Yeah, they're semi-animated. There's a lot of panning around an airbrush thing, and then occasionally they'll fly yeah, a ghost and then, through and it. And then you get the name of somebody that you've never heard of. Right. Playing a character. Ta-da! It's a that no-name. Yeah, you like, don't care about. And, and then they get 30 seconds of their name on the screens. Yeah. Hurrah. Um, yeah, my note here says, plus a severe case of Cassioitis. <laughs> um, yeah, pig-nosed guy driving a dart. And then they're messing with that old man who is on his way to make razor blade apples, apparently. Because when you see his groceries, he, that they knock him down. Someone accidentally knocks him down. So he's already mad that the people drove by teasing him. <clears throat> this guy in a hurry knocks him down. This girl comes up to help, and he's just mean to her. Um, but he's got a pack of, of uh, double-edged razor blades and a bunch of apples oh, okay. amongst his groceries. And, of course, again, not trusting an audience, um, he, he, of course, has to go, oh, you just wait till tonight when I make these. Oh, I'm going to get you. My razor blade apples. <laughs> so, I'm so glad I'm an evil dude who's putting razor blades and apples and giving them out to kids on Halloween. Right. <laughs> yeah. There, there was not, um, yeah, there, there was not much more they could have done to make it obvious except maybe some orchestral strikes and some change in the lighting maybe some lightning bolts in the background and a flash forward to some kid biting into a razor blade yeah yeah so uh yeah there's that um later that night at the haddonfield hospital right (laughs) halloween 2 just before the ben tramer scene um the phone call scene between two boring preppies is pretty unbearable The, the little brother sucks this New Yorker kid, Sal, shows up, and he sucks even worse than the little brother, and there's a bunch of banter between the two of them. Just when you can't stand it anymore, they cut to the scene of, uh, of this convenience store, oh, and Linnea Quigley bent over, pretending to look at things on a bottom shelf, her butt sticking in the air, and the clerks are totally just mesmerized. She's got a little Madonna shoes on. Yeah. Frilly. Yeah, the the short frilly stockings. Yeah, it's it's very Madonna looking footwear, and um, you know so that goes on longer than it should, but it's somehow not as unbearable as some of the other scenes. And uh, her friend, the one who ends up doing the dance to the Bauhaus song mm-hmm. later, is uh, shoplifting like a pillowcase full of stuff. Yeah, she's going really slowly, just like picking things off. Yeah. She's not like just shoving it in a sack. Right. She's like selecting things off the shelves. Right. Slowly I, making her way around. I, I did question her shoplifting style as yeah. well. 
you blatant. Know. It was pretty blatant. I mean, she, I think she knew her friend was was distracting these guys completely. Um, but there were a lot of other shoppers. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look like people in a convenience store who actually go in, get the thing they need to get, and, and leave. Yeah, just... there were too many browsers. They were browsing very yeah. slowly. Let's go browse the shopping. That's not how real life works, man. Um, so that was, yeah, that was something. Um, yeah, so uh, when they do get to Hull House, Sal was hiding in a coffin and scared them. Because the little brother told him where they were going to be. He tries to bribe him with a quarter, and then he finally bribes him with a dollar. And then he steals his mask. Yeah. Yeah, he takes the kid's rubber mask, which was worth more than a dollar even then. That was a decent mask, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then it's on to the whole thing at the Hull House. The party begins. They bring, oh, I don't know, probably a couple six-packs of beer. Mixtape. Yep, mixtape. Is it a mad monster party they have? <laughs> well, you're going to have to put a question mark at the end of that because <laughs> you find out later. No, it's 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 definitely demons. You could say monster. Um, eh, it's definitely demons, I'd say. Yeah. You, you got your typical demon infestation <laughs> yeah, let's going see. on at Hull House. Yeah, there was some murder spree that had happened there. They give us some exposition about that, but I, eh, I started to tune it out. That's yeah. where the hippie ripper was. <laughs> Yeah, the hippie ripper. I the like hippie the hippie ripper. Yeah, man, those hippies. I, I don't know if he was a hippie who was ripping or he was ripping hippies, but it sounds good. Uh, there's this uh, cool band from the West Coast somewhere called Surfboard. Have you heard them? No. They kind of sound like really rough, uh, some kind of sonic youth. Oh, nice. But uh, they do this song called Hippie Vomit Inhaler. <laughs> wow. Uh, I recommend it. Yeah, I got a copy of that one. I would check that out. Yeah, the, um, some terrible song is playing, and then luckily the batteries die on the boombox. Mm-hmm. And one of them names, like, Duracell by name. You should have got some Duracell, or something like that, which was kind of, I don't know, was that product placement, or is that just more bad writing? But um, there's a there's a demon uh, that's coming up from the basement, apparently, and there's a... Uh, uh, one of the girls points out noise, stink, and chill, all signs of demonic possession. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. It gets flashes of this kind of goat dragon head. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you get a look at it because um, they're trying to do this mirror seance thing. Oh. Like a past life seance. You sit and you stare at the mirror until it gets cloudy and then you get to see what you used to be in your past life. Whatever. It's, it's not important. What is important is that... It brings demons. It brings demons. For the whole night. For the whole night. Yep. Well, being their night. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the Halloween night is the night where the veil between the two worlds, the spirit world and our world, is the thinnest. Really? And they sort of are allowed to walk the earth. Huh. Question mark. Looking Question for, mark. For parties. Yeah. Looking for parties where they can... Hurt some teenagers mm. because they don't, it's a mad monster party. They have nothing more important to <laughs> There's do. There's some mad monsters out there. Oh man, why aren't we watching the Mummy right now? Oh man, that's the uh, whole middle two. Shall we done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so this, this time tomorrow we'll be well. We could have immersed a ma- 
in the mummy. We could have a mad mummy party. Mad mummy party with shuffling and strangling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of raps. Lots yeah. of raps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, we we watched this scene earlier um, where, uh, what's her name, Angela? Mm-hmm. Um, does her dance to uh, Stigmata Martyr by Bauhaus. Yeah. It's awesome. This this is worth watching the whole movie, you know, between uh, some of Linnea Quigley's stuff and this stuff. It's it's worth it's worth watching. It was watchable. Yeah, we, it's 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 Will's seven minute supercut of this movie. Yeah, that, that we just watched. Good. Yeah, I would have had one killing in there. Yeah. Well, I guess the guy got his tongue bit off. He doesn't die from it necessarily, but he does become. But he did get his tongue bit off, so I guess that counts. Sort of. It's and, good enough. And immediately afterwards, uh, Angela sets her hands on fire. Yeah. On purpose. Dummy. Just to freak people out. Um, yeah, Sal finds her. Yo, what are you burning your hands for? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is just like, if Vinny Barbarino was more of a cartoon character. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so Suzanne opens her dress and eventually does the disappearing lipstick trick into her boob. Yeah. Now, Jolene, do you know who did the special effects on this? Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. And while he was casting her breasts, mm-hmm. they fell in love and got married. Late, well, not during that actual process, but later <laughs> they got married. <laughs> I was going to joke that they fell in love. No, they did. Wow. Okay. Yep, yep. Wow. So that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, man. They, the boobs looked real. Yeah, that was a good shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure they did the Tom Savini thing. I mean, I think her boobs looked f- freaky. But <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, the first time you see it, you don't really notice that, you know, they cut away, they cut back, and then maybe they're not as yeah, real. Yeah, the camera gets in pretty close, and you can tell it, it's, 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 it doesn't have the lifelike movement yeah. to it. Yeah. But um, it is very well done. Yeah, it, it, it works the, for sure the first time you see it. Yeah. Yeah, does it hold up to scrutiny? Well, maybe it was never meant to. You were supposed to go pay your four dollars. Well, the special effects in this movie are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is your your typical eight, late eighties like effects showcase. Really, yeah. That, that's where all the money goes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They yeah, they didn't call it a uh, an awesome writing showcase, <laughs> or a really cool original music showcase. Yeah, yeah. You had you had some bad stuff that was written for the movie. Um, I don't want to stay on this too long, but um, Linnea Quigley, no tan lines <laughs> anywhere. Oh yeah, because there's, there's another scene you didn't see, but no tan lines. Um, and that's not important to the story, but neither is any of the dialogue. So uh, pff, yeah, you know, they do say stuff that maybe is important to them later on. Uh, yeah, I, I scribbled notes down the whole time, but uh, okay. there's a there's a whole lot of uh, the demons, the demon possessed friends chasing the last couple of people who aren't possessed. And uh, for whatever reason, they just sort of do this Scooby-Doo-esque I was just almost say. grab. Oh, yeah. Did they close the door just in time? And for whatever reason, they can't get through that door, but they can float and hover and jump mm-hmm. in superhuman ways, super, hmm. de- super demon ways but not when someone needs to just barely get away. Or, or if they're falling off uh, Kelly Clarkson. Yes, yes. Yeah, we, we're going to substitute 
Kelly Clarkson's name? There's a when the uh, couples decides uh, well they've never had sex in a coffin, so yeah, let's give it a try. And I'm thinking, well, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, where have you been? Oh yeah, this was made in the '80s. Oh yeah, before fucking in a coffin got, got really big. Yeah, it's it's just so blasé now. Kid, yeah, it's just. Like, those were real trendsetters back then. Um, there is a part on this. Um, okay, so uh, Suzanne, no tan lines. Stooge, Stooge breaks <laughs> Franny's neck, and uh, Sal and Roger are looking around, um, and then floating Angela chases them. Mm-hmm. She's the one who did the dance earlier. Yeah. So she's floating sort of down the corridor after them for a bit. And she does more of this later, but um, the guys... Um, and Judy finds Suzanne and dead Jay. You, you yeah. don't know this, but she's poked her thumbs through his eyes and killed him. Okay. Um, he thought he was going to get sex, but he got his eyes poked out and killed instead. Well, he starts having sex. Well, I guess he gets partway done, and then it's not what he was expecting. Yeah. You know, maybe it's his first time, and he doesn't know it's not supposed to happen. <laughs> but uh, but wait, wait, <laughs> is, this, is this right? Yeah. When, when they come in the room, she's there with his dead body and. And she uh, suggests an orgy. Ah. They don't take her up on it somehow. I don't know. But uh, but Judy, uh, shortly after this, Judy gets attacked by a severed arm, which looks really good. Like there's this arm grabbing her by the ankle. And it's, I'm sure someone's moving it around with a wire or something, but it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with this. Uh, then the dead friends pop out of the caskets. Ah. And that looks pretty good. One of them's missing an arm. Um, so that you know, explains the arm that was crawling around grabbing ankles. Uh, yeah. So th- that's, um, so really the rest of the movie is just basically Judy and Roger, um, running Scooby-Doo Ryan. style away from everybody yes. and a lot of near misses. She, she's kind of dressed as Dorothy. Um, he's dressed as a pirate. Alice in Wonderland, isn't Alice it? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Right. So right. she's definitely down the rabbit hole into some weird shit. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's dressed as a pirate. Um, not quite the same as the um, masturbating pirate in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm. Judge Reinhold, not not quite the same costume, but mm. almost as bad. Yeah. So yeah, he he has no time for masturbating either. He's just, he's constantly running from um, guys with their lips ripped off and people with their arms ripped off and floating Angela with her burned hands and. He spends some part of the movie asleep in a car. Yeah, he he's like, oh, enough of this already. He leaves before the action really starts, and he's taking a nap in a car. Yeah. When he comes back in, you know. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, during the chasing. Oh, yeah, he's like, like I, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. Fucking low blood sugar, man. I gotta, I'm going to oh. make a Scooby snack. It's like, I'm fading. Like, well, I'm fading, man. We need a chocolate pizza. <laughs> chocolate pizza. <laughs> Weren't they always doing stupid shit like that on Scooby-Doo? Like, Probably. Mixing unlikely foods together. Why not? Sure. That's what happened. I'm pretty sure it did. They never show Shaggy smoking weed, but I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, he definitely was. They all were. Oh, yeah. Some more than others. Yeah. You think Fred just had a good poker face for you being thought stoned? It was, yeah. You thought that was mist clearing at the beginning of the show. Not so much. But no. <laughs> Clouds of reefer smoke from the hippies. Yeah. Yeah, Fred's kind of like uh, establish, establishment-looking enough to where, you know, if the cops pull him over, they're not going to really be on to him. Yeah. As long as Shaggy stays in the back. 
you know. Yeah. I think that works. Yeah, you'd just go, behold my ascot, and they wouldn't. Yeah, they're looking at the ascot, and they're thinking, yeah, that girl right there, that's your beard. I'm not believing this shit for a minute. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. The only men that wore ascots back then were Charles Nelson Riley and, uh, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, from Bewitched. Uh, Darren? No, not Darren. Uh, Uncle Arthur. Oh. Paul Lind. Paul Lind. I can't believe I spa- I wanted to say Hal Linden, but that was Barney Miller. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 70s TV. See, when I, back in the 88, when this movie was made, I was watching a lot of 70s TV. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Um, we all were. Yeah, uh, Judy um, wants to was try this door. Rocker? What? What? Was a punk rocker? Yeah, she was. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was an Alice in Wonderland preppy girl. Um, she wants to try this door in the basement, and Roger wants to pray first. Okay, go right ahead. Um, she discovers it's a crematorium door. Okay. It's an oven door. I don't know. Was it? Was it um, revealed that this was a funeral home or a mortuary or anything? Who knows? Maybe they mentioned this earlier in the movie. Yeah, there's a long section of exposition and history. I remember someone I saying old man Hull really loved his clients, if you know what I mean, or something. They say something like right, that, right. which maybe indicates... Yeah, so it was kind of mortuary. Yeah. Mm. So that being the case, there should have been more reanimated corpses from the original tenants of the place, but there's only one and it, I'm going to spoil this for you. Will it pops out of that, um, that oven shortly after this. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. Tries to grab Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, and Judy tells Roger about, Oh, the one night of the year where these demons can walk the earth and not be in hell. So then they figure out they've got to go over the wall. If she knew this, why did they go out? (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, They couldn't really get out of the house, no matter what they... I mean, why not just spend the evening at home with a book? If you know that's the night that the veil's thinnest, don't Uh, go out. Good point. Just stay at home. Well, he... he, uh, The the boyfriend, the guy with the roll-up sleeve jacket... Jay... Uh, he he talks her into going out to a party, and then when he's got her committed, he tells her where it's going to be. Oh, okay, that's so right. She's, she's kind of tricked into going to this place. Yeah, so she's pretty reluctant to go, but goes along with it anyway. He turns out to be a total dick. Yeah, I mean he's he's not very committed to her. I think he's yeah. Well, all, all the men apart from Roger are pretty yeah, horrible. Yeah, and, and they're set up. It's basically to be um, killed off in this movie, I think. Anyway, um, yeah, the the house, the house is able to do things as well. So not just the demons in the house, but the house itself can slam doors. And yeah, but it's not the house's night, is it? Not really. But, well, the demons are controlling this shit. I'm pretty sure. You know, the demons are slamming the doors. Yeah. The house isn't really doing it. The demons are doing it through the house, but yeah, yeah. So they're they're. Trying to push the pins out of the hinge to get into where they are in the basement. Ooh. And, you know, we've seen that before. It's, it's not the best thing, but 
basically Judy and Roger know they need to get the hell out of this house. And they try probably 10 different ways and it, it starts to get a little boring. <laughs> that wall scene goes on for a long time. Forever. Oh and I'm not so sure he really, in, in, in filming it, in writing it, I'm not really sure that he does jump down and then climb back up to help her again. I'm pretty sure they're just like, how do we cut this? Oh, shit. Because um, he has to climb up barbed wire to get to the top of this yeah. impossibly tall wall. And he's trying to help her up and all the demons come out, all the friends who are demonized. Uh-huh are coming out trying to pull her down and then uh and she's trying to get up the wall and he finally just goes over it without her yeah then he pops back up and somehow is able to help her back up yeah they managed to pull away from like half a dozen demons yeah that have a good grasp on her ankle yeah i don't know um they get away just in time uh oh i forgot they, they grab a gas line, which is somehow still active when they were in the basement and they burn two of the demons, but they just come out smoldering later. Yeah. You can't really kill them. They're just demon possessed corpses at this point. So, uh, but yeah, once they're over the wall, um, I made a note here that, uh, Angela must've stopped, dropped and rolled. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So they're, um, yeah, they're trying to get her and, um, Lots of smoke. And then film ends. Yeah, lots of smoke comes up from behind the wall after right. they finally get over it. And then it's like there's a really bad oh, it, it looking demon. End. It goes on. Oh, yeah, it does. So you go back to not sexy grandpa. <laughs> like yeah, a... it, you're right. It does. So, yeah, you see a lot of smoke and then there's a, a big demon looking thing that makes a bunch of complainy noises. And it disappears when the sun comes up. Cause right, right. That, the night is over. The night is over. Even though it should have ended at midnight. Technically true. Yeah, now it's morning. Yeah. At 12.01, it's morning. Do they run morning. off Green, Greenwich Mean Time? Are they running on some other time? Do demons pay attention to time zones? Good question. Yeah. But uh, the so the pair, the pair looks like they're doing the walk of shame down the sidewalk. I mean, they're not, but they look like they are. And of course, the the cranky old man... What's the walk of shame? Oh, that's, that's uh, when you're going home the morning after spending the night with somebody... Mm-hmm unexpectedly and you're in your party clothes and that's shameful yeah. well to some people okay i mean it's called the walk of shame but i don't think okay. people should be ashamed of having a good time no. no me personally i would call it the walk of triumph <laughs> walking like a rooster yeah. yeah 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 so uh it looks like they're doing the walk of shame they're not but they walk past that old man mm-hmm. and uh He's like, goddamn kids, get my paper and son of a bitch. And he's just being a cranky bastard. And uh, he sits at the table and and uh, his wife, um, I don't know, she pours him some coffee and brings him some pie. And uh, it's, it's so like they feel they need to hit us over the head with this. But she's taken a bunch of the leftover apples for the trick-or-treaters and baked a pie. Uh-huh. Takes a big bite of it and somehow chews up and swallows a razor blade that cuts his throat from the inside and it's just cut to ribbons and gushing blood, which is um, maybe not how that would work. (laughs) Maybe not. We don't know. We've not done the research. No. I think it looks more like Halloween 2 with the kid with the... Yeah. uh, Bobby or Billy, whatever his name probably is. You know. Um, So Amelia, or when she when they made this Mimi, she was called Mimi back then, Amelia Mimi Kincaid. Um, she was a professionally trained dancer with a lot of experience and a lot of schooling. 
um, was not just in all three Night of the Demons or five or ten Night of the Demons movies, um, but she was also in Roadhouse, Fame, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Fast Forward, Body Rock, uh, episode of Knight Rider, episode of The Golden Girls. Uh, her, her aunt is uh, Rue McClanahan. Uh, and Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I finally got to say Breaking 2, Electric <laughs> Boogaloo on the show and actually be talking about Breaking 2, The Search for Curly's Gold. Um, she, <laughs> You're going to love this. It gets better. <laughs> she is now an animal psychic. <gasps> wow. Who does work with the courts? Um, (laughs) she provides a lot of animal testimony to the court system I would assume that was a good callback no (laughs) (laughs) so Jolien what did you think of Night of the Demons Uh, well I I don't like it much the effects are good it's got those memorable scenes in it but um, I just don't like this period of American horror yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I say, this would be good to have on at a party. Somewhere in 1986 it died, didn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like that watershed around 85. And yeah, and then somewhere, like, the last good one was made then, in 86. And, and it was just this kind of sub-Elbum Street, you know, yeah. showing off special effects. And yeah. Yeah, that's all the only reason you watched them yeah. back then was to see the special effects. Mm-hmm. And and they knew it, so that it was lazy. Yeah, you know, we we can throw these special effects in there, and no one's going to care about characters or actually being scary or relevant yeah. or you know getting under your skin or anything. It's just yeah, lost lost the horror genre, lost its way a bit. I think my expectations were pretty low for this, so I was more entertained than I would have believed. Uh, so I was pretty pleased with it. In that sense, um, the acting and the writing that those actors had to speak this dialogue <laughs> was pretty unbearable in a lot of places. Oh man, yeah. So, Will, you should totally watch this. You've, yeah, you like both sold me on it, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, all that being said, yeah, I would, I would recommend it for just you know, watch this for fun, but uh, do that when you're in a good mood or you know, something to that effect, but no, don't, don't go into this expecting something, you know, like, like get out or, uh, you know, or it follows. This is from the director of uh, Witchboard one and two. Oh boy. <sighs> because Witchboard wasn't enough. They needed a, there's like, how many of those are there? Oh, there's wow. three, three the demons four of and them. there's four or five I think really witch boards. oh my god yeah, more witch boards than there should be I know I saw the first couple probably yeah that's got one of the best jump scares do you remember this um, Tawny Katane whatever her character's name is <clears throat> is like walking down a hallway or something and I think she turns and she sees this guy Malfator who's the bad guy that she yeah. apparently summoned he's just suddenly there and swings an axe at her and, uh, and then she wakes up from a dream, I think. Oh. But it, it's... I don't it, remember that scene. It's pretty startling to the audience the first time you see it. It just comes out of nowhere. 
like you think, oh, she's going to go in the other room and then something creepy is going to start to happen. But no, she's like a couple steps into whatever you think is going to yeah. be the setup. And all of a sudden, bam, a dude swings an axe at her. Oh, wow. Out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to think anybody would be there. Yeah. So it's a good jump scare. But enough about Witchboard, because, you know, the rest of that thing is Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> we should watch Witchboard. We should watch oh a Witchboard. God. I'm kidding. Jolie. Which one? <laughs> Witchboard 7. Mm. The Reckoning. Which Witchboard? <laughs> which Witchboard is which? Because I know that Witchboard 2 is not Electric Boogaloo. No. No. That's, that's the, the Witchboard with a question mark after it. Witchboard? <laughs> Which board? Which B O R E D. So, um, which board the audience? <laughs> All of which probably board the audience. Most of them were pretty bad. So, um, Jolien, tell our dear listeners what we're watching for next week. Uh, well, we're going to gather together at the house of Jolien and watch The Mummy. Oh, the one with Boris Karloff? No. Even better. The one with Tom Cruise. The one with the teeth. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to watch Scientology Mummy. Um, Mummy-tology. Oh, you know what? I feel a lot safer now. I found out that they're really not allowed to use the internet. They're so, not? Scientologists. So They're not allowed to use it? I'm pretty sure they're not. Because it gives away all the secrets of the later... <laughs> Because they 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 like the, the mythos is revealed to them over the course of their indo- high expenditures indoctrination, yeah, yes, and uh, so they're not supposed to know about all the the lizards and stuff until much later. But you can just look it up on the internet and spoil your whole religious spoil. journey. Spoil. So they don't know about the lizard thing until but, later. And they're not supposed to, because like these secrets are revealed to you by the by the ups. amount of money you pay by the admirals who are higher up than you and. Mm. There's a boat involved. And... Oh, there's a, yeah, it's like a, um, there's this cruise. There's a Scientology cruise that's massive. Did you say a cruise? <laughs> ah. Yeah. yeah, see what happened? Yeah, a pun was there. Yes. Um, yeah, so the, the, they have this huge liner that they go out on. Where it's... they reveal the secrets. Yeah, I don't know if they still have that because, uh, you know, I've just seen the brochures come through the door. There's some, you know, in the house we rent and someone got, um, like, years and years ago, they met someone who's a Scientology pundit. And ever since then, they've not been able to get rid of having mail sent to them. So every so often you get this big glossy magazine showing the Scientology cruises and things like that. Wow. Wow. We shouldn't go too deep down that rabbit hole because it's bizarre. But again, they're not allowed to use the internet, so they're not listening. They're not allowed to use the internet. Hey, you know what? We're going to tell them all about the lizard people if you if you guys get mad at us and start following us with cameras. Or I'll call my older brother and he'll snatch them up by the ear and <laughs> stick their face on the pavement. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to watch The Mummy a la 2017 right yep. yeah okay was this year and god that thing ended up on video yeah. quick didn't it <laughs> <laughs> it did very well overseas which China. is why this this franchise this dark universe thing is going to keep limping along is it so uh yeah bride of frankenstein is up next <sighs> okay but fine, fine. It's, but it's directed by the guy who did gods and monsters 
Oh, that's oh, right. Good. He wants it to be really good. He wants it to look like it should. Yeah. Like a James Whale film. I, I, I can handle that. Yeah, I'm not sure what the look of it's going to be, but on it's they've not started principal photography yet. Well, I they're still they working on the script. I was going to say, I hope uh, I hope they put more time in the writing. Uh, yeah, because it, it was scheduled for. Um, it's being I, written by the guy who did Night of the Demon, one and two, <laughs> but not three. Right. Oh man. But uh, yeah, so it, they, they I think this week they announced that they were putting off the release date. Uh, which may be because the money didn't do well domestically. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the official reason is that they wanted to get it right. Oh, sounds like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after The Mummy, maybe they went, whoa, 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 they wait went, a minute, wait a minute. We should, oh, yeah, we blew it. We should, we should write the thing this time. Yeah. The other thing I, I hope it influenced them is... Guillermo del Toro wanted to do the Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah, which is part of this dark universe, right? Uh, franchise, and uh, he wasn't allowed to do it, oh. or at least his way. So he made the Shape of Water, which, by all accounts, is terrific. Oh, I really okay. want to see it, and yeah. that's, that's his Gilman movie. And uh, so maybe someone having saying, "All right, then I'll make my own entry in this franchise," but yeah, you know, outside of your your set up and uh, and they made a really good movie. Ah. Oh. And so they thought, well, well, maybe we should make a good movie. I think Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro should just make movies and just call them things like um, Schmankenstein Schmonster. The Schmide of Schmankenstein. What? <laughs> just make it rhyme, but like, you have plausible deniability. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Schmulf Man. Yes. <laughs> Why not? That'll work. I mean, he made The Shape of Water. He might as well just be like, you know what? I'm going to make a Frankenstein and a Wolfman and uh, maybe a decent mummy because that one wasn't it. Schmummy. The Schmummy. <laughs> oh, God. Why do they do it? They we haven't even seen the thing yet. And... <laughs> okay, here's the here's the... By the way, what is up with the creature from the Black Lagoon? Like, why have they never done anything with that property ever, ever, ever since the original movies? I mean, have they? Have I missed it? No. So you had the original three. Yep. And then you had the TV appearance in the Abbott and Costello show. Uh Uh-huh. And that's it. And there's been numerous attempts to do a, a remake or reboot. There was like John Carpenter. They keep not doing it. And why? yeah, yeah. Um, what are they worried maybe about? Maybe it's not a good story. Maybe the Gill Man's just no good. I don't know, man. I feel like there's something to be done there, and it should have been at least attempted by now, but they keep shutting it down. I don't know. If they, if, if there were people involved who couldn't come up with a, a good story and, and people who really liked the original films and wanted to do them justice, um, you know, maybe they just thought, well, we, we can't, you know, this isn't good enough. Um, that's never stopped him before. Yeah, I know. That, that's, the most, <laughs> that's the most unlikely explanation for a film not being made that I've ever, ever heard. Ever, yeah. Ever. You know right. what, guys? Maybe we shouldn't make this film. Maybe we just don't have what it takes. We should just we should just try something out. Like, like stop making films and start punching ourselves in the face instead. Yeah. 
Because... No, we're going ahead with Demons <laughs> Night of the Demons 4. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, wait. Night of the Demons versus Witchboard. Night of Ooh, the Witchboard. Night of the Witchboard. So, so yes, that's the, uh, that, that is the dumbest thing I've ever said in the show, which is saying something. <laughs> well, all right. I we think have we, that. I think we've started off our, um, our third year nicely. <laughs> Can we, only go uphill. We've, we've, we've uh, attracted the um, attention of Scientology. We've... Uh, We've, we've insulted right. Scientology. So. Well, you, you you won't be laughing when the lizard men turn up at your door. No. Well, we are incredibly close to the uh, Denver International Airport where mm. they dwell beneath. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's um, true. So yeah, we've 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 uh, insulted Scientology and we've <laughs> insulted Universal Studios and their and we've questioned the the Gill Man. Uh, Maybe there's a curse of the Gill Man. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> Um, that being said, we're into year three as of uh, when we shut this thing off and turn it back on again next time. Uh, we're talking about the mummy, the mummy, the middle tooth mummy next week, middle tooth (laughs) mummy. Yeah. Middle tooth. That sounds like a small village somewhere (laughs) in England. A a hobbit. A hobbit. Middle tooth. (laughs) Welcome to middle tooth. (laughs) Have a tankard of ale. We make it right here in Middletooth. All right. Should we get out of here? Favorite pub. The (laughs) stammering dork. Welcome to the stammering sort of dork. You know, have a tankard of ale. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. Hey, listen. <laughs> There's listeners. no left at this point. No, fuck no. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors.